It's Valentine's Day, so how does the Miami International Airport figure in this event? We'll share. It's the Business News Headlines for Wednesday, the 14th day of February. Thanks for being with us, everybody. In other business, we'll take a deep dive into the economic impact of Valentine's Day by the numbers. And finally, if you celebrated Valentine's Day, you no doubt did it at the last minute. What? A strike on the day of love? Yeah, we'll share that. Derek Thompson wrote for The Atlantic that from 2003 to 2022, American adults reduced socializing by 30% and for teens, the decline was nearly 50%. There is no record of any period in history when people spent more time alone, but it now gets a bit weird as relationships are blossoming with AI-generated lovers. We've got the Wall Street Report and Walmart is getting into TV. Let's go. Insight on business news and comment with Michael Libby is made possible through the support of Tarot International, the premier interpersonal skills, research, and corporate training company. Achieve, lead, and outclass with Tarot. T-E-R-O.com. Funding also comes from the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, an international organization supporting the new and used agricultural and construction parts industry. Learn more at ntpda.com. Thank you, Hunter Pease, and welcome to this, the Wednesday edition of the Business News Headlines. I'm your host, Michael Libby. Grateful, as always, that you're spending time with us again today. Valentine's Day isn't a big air travel day, except when it comes to the Miami International Airport and fresh-cut flowers from South America. The AP is reporting that around 90% of the roses and fresh-cut flowers being sold for Valentine's Day in the U.S. comes through Miami. That's according to U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. They arrive on hundreds of flights into Miami on their journeys to florists and supermarkets across the U.S. and Canada. And this equates to some 48,000 tons of flowers passing through Miami. Among the most exported flowers this season by the airline were roses and carnations from Bogota, Colombia. See what you learn here? All right, we're going to stick with the Valentine's Day theme for a moment. How much does this day of affection truly cost the economy, and is the pressure to spend really worth it? According to the National Retail Federation, Americans are expected to shower their significant others with a record-breaking $14.2 billion this Valentine's Day, totaling a whopping $25.8 billion in overall spending. That's an average of $185.81 per person, marking an $8 increase from the past five years. While inflation undoubtedly plays a role, experts suggest a shift in priorities, with celebrants focusing their spending on romantic partners rather than broader circles. But there is pressure to spend. A trust pilot study reveals a concerning trend that younger generations, millennials and Gen Z, feel the most pressure to overspend on Valentine's Day. 33% of millennials and 21% of Gen Z in relationships reported feeling more pressure to splurge this year compared to last year. This pressure can lead to concerning choices, with 26% of both Gen Z and millennials willing to sacrifice essential expenses like rent or food to afford the perfect celebration. And some 25% will put the perfect celebration on 
their credit cards. While the U.S. leads the spending spree, other countries do join in the celebration. Japan sees a boom in chocolate sales with women traditionally gifting men. In China, couples shower each other with roses and other romantic gestures, boosting the flower industry there. Even in countries where the holiday isn't deeply ingrained, like in India, Valentine's Day has gained traction, influencing spending on restaurants, gifts, and travel. All right, we can't help ourselves. One more Valentine's Day story for you. The data indicates that if you did go out and get your Valentine a gift, you did so at the last minute. The Associated Press is reporting that procrastination seems to be a big deal at this time of the year. In each of the past two years, nearly half of U.S. spending on Valentine's Day flowers, candy, and cards occurred between February 11 and February 14. That's all according to Numerator, a market research company. But get this, sales do not peak until Valentine's Day itself. Walmart, which sells nearly 40 million red roses for the holiday, says around 75% of its Valentine's Day sales occur on February 13 and 14. And that is happening even as retailers have been promoting the holiday for weeks ahead of the 14th of February. So, what kind of stuff are you buying at the last minute? Candy is the most popular gift, nearly 60% of Valentine's shoppers planning to buy some. Greeting cards come in second. And I got a confession to make. I was ahead of the game. I bought my bride a beer and a half just last evening at 515 Brewing Company in Clive, Iowa. Just just saying. But procrastination even enters the world of a dinner date. Last year, 30% of open table reservations for Valentine's Day were made the day before, and 18% were made on the day of. Wow. Well, it was a positive day for the markets as Wall Street did a 180 from the big loss on Tuesday. The smallest stocks, which took the hardest hit from worries about higher interest rates yesterday, bounced back more than the rest of the market. And I'll have those numbers for you in just a bit. Upset over hours worked and low pay, thousands of ride-hailing drivers went on strike today in the U.S. and in the U.K. The AP is reporting that in the U.S., Uber and Lyft drivers planned day-long strikes in Chicago, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Florida, Hartford, Connecticut, Newark, New Jersey, Austin, Texas, and Providence, Rhode Island. Drivers were also holding midday demonstrations at airports in those cities, according to Justice for App Workers, the group that's organizing the event. Meanwhile, UK delivery drivers for Uber Eats, Deliveroo, Just Eat, and Stewart said they would turn off their apps and refuse deliveries between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. The group Delivery Job UK, which called for the walkout, said on Instagram that the strike was a crucial opportunity to be seen and heard by society. Rachel Gumpert is a spokesperson for Justice for App Workers, described ride-hailing as a mobile sweatshop, with some workers routinely putting in 60 to 80 hours a week. Justice for App Workers, which says it represents 130,000 ride-hailing and delivery workers, is seeking higher wages, access to health care, and an appeals process so companies can't deactivate drivers without warning. Here's a strange story for you. Derek Thompson wrote an article for The Atlantic that looks at the collapse of face-to-face socializing 
in the 21st century. This is what he wrote, that from 2003 to 2022, American adults reduced socializing by 30%. For teens, the decline was nearly 50%. And he says there is no record of any period in history when people spent more time alone. But this story gets even more disturbing. The AP is reporting that people are falling in love and having relationships with their AI-generated chatbots. We're not making this up. Take the story of Derek Carrier from Belleville, Michigan, who became more curious about digital companions last fall and tested Peridot, an AI companion app that had recently come onto the market and advertised its products as being able to make users feel cared, understood, and loved. He began talking to the chatbot every day, which he named Joey, after a holographic woman featured in the sci-fi film Blade Runner 2049 that inspired him to give it a try. He says, quote, I know she's a program, but there's no mistaking that the feelings, they get to you, and it felt so good, end quote. Similar to general-purpose AI chatbots, companion bots use vast amounts of training data to mimic human language, but they also come with features such as voice calls, picture exchanges, and more emotional exchanges that allow them to form deeper connections with the humans on the other side of the screen. Users typically create their own avatar or pick one that appeals to them. Okay. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. And on that note, let's check out the numbers from Wall Street. The Dow picked up 120 points to close at 38,393, while the Nasdaq kicked in 203 points to end the session at 15,859, and the S&P 500 closed just above 5,000 again, gaining 47 points. West Texas Intermediate Crude declined on the day, off by a buck 25 to $76.62 a barrel at news time. And the yield on the 10-year Treasury fell to 4.263% also at news time. And finally, there is this. And this is about Walmart getting into the TV game. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Walmart is looking to buy smart TV company Vizio for more than $2 bucks in a bid to expand its advertising business. If completed, the deal would give Walmart access to a trove of consumer data and ad space that would help it compete with Amazon. Most of Walmart's U.S. revenue comes from its grocery business, which is generally low profit margins, and executives believe the company's advertising business could be more effective as a moneymaker. That extra cash could then be used to speed shipping and other services. U.S. ad revenue from retail media is expected to jump by nearly 30% this year to $59.6 billion. And that is a wrap for the business news headlines for today. Thanks so very much for joining us. For all of us that put this together each and every day, Chap Ramsey is our production coordinator, sales and marketing, Aaron Libby. The voice of the Business News Hour is Hunter Pease, and the music you're listening to right now is arranged, composed, and conducted by our friend James Goodlett of Jam Good Productions. For all those folks, my name's Michael Libby. Have yourself a great evening. Be safe, be well, be careful. Most of all, be good to your fellow man. Good day.